Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tree of Life. Aren't you glad you're in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. A great time of worship. I just love coming together and engaging with God with other uh, people. Amen. Believers, unbelievers, wherever you're at on your journey today, there's nothing like coming together and pressing into the presence of God. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you, God is unending. He never runs out. You can keep going and keep pressing and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. In fact, he loves that. He wants that from you. You determine, amen? God doesn't put a lid on you. You put lids on yourself. And let me say this, the devil doesn't put a lid on you either. He can't. And so I want to encourage you in those moments for you to just, as my wife so wonderfully said, just what do you have to lose? Just go all in. You can trust him with everything in life. I mean, the one who paid the greatest price so you can have freedom by laying his life down, you can trust without hesitation. He is a good and faithful God, amen? And so we're glad that you're here this morning. We know God is still working and moving our hearts and our lives. I have a word I believe you put on my heart for you this morning, so go ahead and turn over to Proverbs for me, Proverbs 29, in fact. And as you're turning there, I just want to remind you that we just believe God's doing something great. God's doing something amazing because he's a great God and he wants to do that. And he's asking for people to get, be obedient and position themselves for, for him to work in and through. And so that's what we're trying to do. And that's why you see 21 days. And we're going to continue to leverage every bit of influence we have with you to participate in some capacity because it truly is life-changing. Uh, you will find transformation will happen in your own life and you'll position yourself for 2016 to be the best year that you've ever had. But understand, the only way that the year is going to get better than the previous years, the only way that it's going to be the best year in the natural is if it's your best year spiritually. And so that's kind of how you determine that. So I want to encourage you to really determine to dig into the things of God. And as you saw in the announcement, we tried to eliminate all the obstacles we could. We've made it as easy as possible. I almost feel like we've taken some of the work out of it for you. But understand, God meets you where you're at. Amen? And so you can go online and you need to check all that out and and spend time with us during the Kingdom First week. the morning or evening or both, that would be fantastic. And let's just press into God like never before and make sure that we're doing our part because God always does his, amen? He is a faithful God and you can trust him with everything. You know, this morning we're finishing up a two-part series, part two, we're wrapping it up this morning. That really was on my heart and I've entitled it, Make Up Your Mind. And just like this morning with that encouragement, that exhortation from my wife, you know, you make up your mind to go all in. What do you have to lose to go all in, to trust God, to put him first? You have nothing to lose and yet everything to gain. And we come into a new year with new opportunities that set before us, an open window, an open heaven for a fresh start, a clean slate. And that's what I love about January's. I love God's eager and able and willing to do that for you at any point in time, but it's something amazing happens when we turn a new year we come together and we get focused. Uh, my heart, my prayer is to get us on track, to make the most of this opportunity, this now moment with an open heaven, to make sure that we are walking through the places and, and doors that God has for you and I to be all that he's calling us to be. Uh, you know, last week we started the series and basically we said the best decision you could ever make, you just need to make up your mind to get as close to Jesus as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, it's not a deep revelation, we all know that, but I don't know that we all do that, so we talked about what that looks like. I wanna encourage you, make sure 2016 is a year you're going to get closer to Jesus than you ever have. And for your life and your marriage and your kids, your family, and then for this church, that is our goal. That's our mission this year. That's the best decision we could ever make. Actually, everything else is fueled from the closeness of your relationship with Christ. 
And this morning, I would say the next best decision you could ever make is to find your purpose, to understand why you're here, and ask the question, what on earth am I here for? And the more you have clarity in what you're here for, the more you'll move forward in the plans and purposes of God. And God's not hiding it from you per se, but it does require some work on your part. God wants you to be successful. He wants you to do good. In fact, more than you ever hope, imagine, ask, or dream, the Bible says. And so we need to be determined to find out why we're on this planet. Why did he create us the way he created us and for what purpose? And then to pursue it with everything we have. Make up your mind this year. You'll get closer than ever. Make up your mind this year that you will find and fulfill and walk out your divine destiny. And I just promise you, at the end of the day, you'll see change in your life. I, want, I, w- I was reading and getting ready. Uh, actually, I've read this before. I reread it in different resources and just encouraging myself and vision as we're coming around to the end of the year, the first of the year, uh, looking at what does that look like for Tree of Life. In fact, I want to invite you out next week. Our go message is G for generosity. We're going to look at 2015 and what your, your generous giving, your serving, your prayers enabled this church to do here and around the world. You don't want to miss that. And then the following week on the 24th, we're looking at opportunity. What does it look like for 2016 for Tree of Life and all of us? And so we've been praying and preparing ourselves. I've been praying and studying. What, is, what do you have for us, God? And so I want you to make sure you come on out for both of those. But I reread uh, this book, um, Vision, and I was reading the story in there. And may, maybe you've heard it before. I think I've shared it before. And it was uh, about a man who went to a, a, a greyhound racetrack, a dog track in Florida, in fact, and where they race greyhounds. And, and what they do is they put them all in the chute, and then when they open it up, they send an, a, a, a rabbit, an electronic mechanical rabbit, on this rail around the track. The dogs need a little bit of motivation to get around the track. And so when the chute opens and the rabbit goes, the dogs chase it. They're after it with all they can. Well, in this one particular race, all of a sudden the rabbit blew up. <laughs> just, it just blew up fur and, and metal everywhere, flying everywhere, sparks everywhere. And what was interesting is those dogs just stopped. They didn't know what to do when that rabbit blew up. In fact, one dog was so confused, he ran straight to the rabbit into the rail and broke some of his ribs. He actually injured himself. Uh, Another dog got confused, and so he turned to the stands where the crowd was and just started barking at everybody, just started barking. And the rest of the dogs just kind of sat down, just kind of gave up and just quit. And I thought, what what an amazing picture of life, right? I mean, what is life like for you and I when we don't have anything to pursue or we don't have anything to chase? All of a sudden, we don't have goals or the purpose of God for our life, and we don't know what to do. In fact, some of us end up hurting ourselves. In fact, some of the hurt and pain that you've experienced in life is because you lost your focus on the vision and purpose God had for you. And there's other of us, and maybe all of us at times, that we find ourselves barking at everybody, right? Just yelling at everybody. And then probably most of us have found ourselves at a time where we just sat down and give up because we just don't know what else to do. And I just want to encourage you that we need that goal to chase. God has put it out there for you and I to pursue so we can stay focused and fulfill all that he has for us and avoid some of the hurts, avoid some of the heartaches, the pains, avoid some of uh, the, the desperation or disappointments in life by pursuing the goal he has for each and every one of us. I want to encourage you. God has an amazing plan for your life. Having a dream, having a vision, having a reason to get up every morning is one of the greatest things that you can possess. One of the greatest gifts that God gives us actually is having clarity of vision and purpose. So I want to encourage you to make up your mind to start living your life on purpose. Realize it doesn't just happen. And if you want this year to be different than your other years, you have to make up your mind that you're not leaving anything to chance, anything to circumstances lining up around about you. You're going after the purpose God has for your life. Let this year be the year that we finally do the things we've dreamed, talked about for years to do, but never have really pursued. Let this year be the year. Proverbs 29, 18 says this in the King James Version, where there is no vision, say vision, 
Understand where there is no vision, purpose, revelation for life, people perish. That's a hard word. People die. People die in, in, in their, their walk of life. People die in their hopes and dreams. Uh, people live a life, live a life rather unfulfilled. And in fact, perhaps many of you in here would say, you know what, that just describes my life. I feel like I've just been dying inside. And just maybe it's because you've lost your vision or you have yet to find your purpose. Maybe you have missed that revelation that God has for your life and what he intended. Let's take a look at that with the NIV, New International Version. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Now maybe you don't necessarily connect with the parish part, if you will, but maybe you can connect with this one. They cast off restraint. They just, why? why? What's the point? I mean, I'm just here, I'm just surviving, I'm just existing in life, what's the point? And too many of us live our life without restraint, without direction, without purpose, without intentionality. And we just say, what's the point anyways? What does it really matter? You know that word revelation, that word vision, in the Old Testament, which is written in Hebrew, the Hebrew word for that is the word kazon, kazon, C-H-A-Z-O-W-N, they'll have it on the screen, kazon, and really it's a hard K, the, the phonetic spelling would be K-H, kazon, and, and I just want to encourage you in that, and if you study that, not to be confused with this word here, kazon, don't, don't mix those up. Some of you right now have a vision for lunch for that one right now. That's your goal you're working towards. And aren't you glad you're not fasting yet? That's why I did it this week instead of next week. But we need to have a vision for life. And the Hebrew word kazon really is defined as a dream, a revelation, or a vision. I have a dream, I have a revelation, or I have a vision for my life. And the question then would be, do you have a vision, dream, or revelation for your life? And when you define this vision, purpose of life, it brings meaning to everything else. When you find that vision, that purpose for life, then everything else makes sense in line with that vision, that goal. And that's why we wander aimlessly without restraint because we don't have a goal. And so everything we do really has no meaning to it in a sense it's just an existing or survival type mode where everything else in life really helps us fulfill what God intended for us to fulfill. So having clarity of vision is so important. It gives meaning to everything else we do. And let me give you a couple of things here when, we, when we're talking about vision. Understand this, a vision for your life will bring focus. We live in a world full of distraction. That not everything out there is a good thing out there. Not everything out there, even the good things are not the great things or the best things or the God things. But we need to have like laser beam focus, especially in today's world. We need to be focused so we eliminate distractions in our life. And, and really that's why people ask, well, how you doing, busy? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm just saying busy. How you doing, what's going on? I'm tired, really tired. And it's like almost like we wear it as a badge. But can I say this this morning? If you're feeling tired and burned out, it just might be because you're pursuing things other than your vision. Because when you do what you were created to do, when you pursue your purpose and intent that God had ordained and established for you, you find refreshing. You find fulfillment. So if you feel kind of burned out and overwhelmed in life, I would encourage you to stop and take a moment. Are you actually pursuing the things that God would have you pursue? Because in there we find our rest. In there, we find our peace. And so without focus, we are apt to get into these other places of fatigue and being tired because we, we find ourselves doing everything, even the things that do not contribute to your purpose. And when you have focus, you know what to do and you know what not to do. It brings clarity for your life. And let me say this. Do you know that hell has a vision for your life? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm living it out right now, pastor. I'm just gonna, no. <laughs> yeah, and they are very effective. Can I tell you, they know how to communicate it, right? 
Hell has a vision for your life. Do you know McDonald's has a vision for your body? <laughs> right? Supersize. <laughs> they, they got a vision for, do you know that Hollywood has a vision for your family, for your morals? Do you know that Walmart and retailers have a plan and a vision for your money? You know that Powerball has a vision for your money. <laughs> and so let me just say this for the record, that you tithe on the gross, not after the lump sum and the, and the taxes. I just, just want to say that. I, I don't know. <laughs> but at one in 300 million chances, I can give you a one in one chance to be blessed and that's tithing. Amen? Works every time. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Facebook has a plan for your time for your emotions. They get you riled up, fired up, right? Stand on your soapbox, tell everybody how much you know <laughs> or don't know. <laughs> There's a vision out there, you need to be focused. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have a focus rather, you can get caught in all that stuff. And that's why these upcoming 21 days are so extremely important. Prayer connects us in a greater capacity to God and fasting disconnects us in a greater capacity from the world. And when you combine those two together, it gives you great focus and clarity. In some way, say perform, everyone needs to participate in these 21 days. It will help bring focus to your life. Next, a vision for life will bring endurance. A vision for life will bring endurance. The truth is some of you are so tired, so ready to give up, that you've even thought I might as well give up because you are not able to endure because you cannot see a goal ahead of you. I don't know about you, but I I function better when I have a goal in front of me and I can keep going, I can keep going, that goal's out there. I just gotta tell you, I don't know how marathon runners do it, not not to mention run 26.2 miles, but you realize the goal line's 26.2 miles away? (laughs) You can't see it. How do you keep going? It's amazing to me that they can just run that far. It's amazing they can stay endured, they can stay connected and have that dedication without seeing the goal in sight. But for most of us, you and I in life, we have to see the goal line. We have to see the finish line. Uh, my wife is amazing in this way. Uh, it, it, she manages our finances. She does a great job with our finances. And she sets goals for us. And here's what we're going to do, getting out of debt. And we sacrifice. But there's that goal, right? And, the, and then like we're going to give or we're going to give to India or we're going we're gonna to do some things for a vacation. And she sets that. And we sacrifice other things. And we don't get away from that vision. And how you can keep going. How can you keep going? How can you endure? Because we have a goal in mind. If you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have goals that you're aiming for, a purpose that God has put there that you are walking out, then it is hard to endure. And many of us fall by the wayside. And the culprit is that you've lost your vision for life. When you see a goal in view, it just keeps you going. Do you have a goal in view? Do you have something that you're striving for? And some of us are wore out and ready to give up because we've lost sight of the vision for our life. Let me give you this final thing about vision. A vision for life will bring fulfillment In fact, let me say this, a vision for your life, God's vision for your life is the only thing that will bring fulfillment in your life. And we know that because most of us have tried several other things. You can try it in other places, but it will not work because some of us have been looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. Fame, position, Powerball, I mean, whatever, kind of hammering out a little bit, but whatever you want, name it. The only place you'll find fulfillment in life is the purpose of God. The only place, why? Because he's the one that created you with the divine purpose and doesn't it just make sense for the creation to go to the creator instead of everything else? Why would creation go to another creation to find its purpose in life? But that's the pursuit of our life most of the time. I believe it is impossible to find true fulfillment in life without getting it from the one who created you for a purpose. 
You'll find fulfillment when you have his vision for life. At the end of the day, it's the only thing. He's the only thing that really satisfies. So the real question is, where does vision come from? Where does purpose come from? Where does the plan that, that for our life come from? And it comes from the one, as I've just said, the only one who created you and created you with a purpose. In fact, the Bible says, and you don't, you don't have to start, I didn't give it to these guys, Psalms 139, 16, it says, God had written a, a book about your life before you were ever born. And to so some of us would say, you know what, he's not a very good author. <laughs> I mean, I think in my life he's writing a horror story or a comedy or a tragedy, I don't know. But the reality is we add to the book God writ for your, writ, has written for your life. Come on, can I just say this morning, I've added a lot of chapters that I'm probably not, I'm not very proud about. It wasn't what God wrote for my life, but my own free will got in the way and I got into writing some other chapters for my life. But know this, he holds the last chapter in his hand, amen? Yeah. And he has a unique way of turning all the chapters that you wrote bad in your life to something good, amen? Because yeah. he's a good God. He's an amazing God. That's why we need to go to him for all those things, for everything we need to go to him. Let's look at Ephesians 1.11 real quick. Message paraphrase. Here's what it says. Ephesians 1.11. Listen to this. It's in Christ, listen to this, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Amen. That's a refrigerator verse right there, if there is one. Bathroom, mirror, whatever works for you. But understand, it is in Christ that we find our purpose. You won't find it anywhere else. You're going to have to go to God to get it. And a lot of people are trying really hard just missing the target. I don't know if you've heard this story. Uh, several years ago on one of the previous Olympics, we had a, a gentleman that was a sharpshooter. He participated in the, in the target shooting aspect of the Olympics. And so uh, he was so far ahead of the other shooters or the riflemen, so far ahead that all he had to do in the final round is just hit the target somewhere. It didn't have to be bullseye. It didn't have to be, it just had to hit the target. And basically he just had to participate. And so nobody else could catch him. He was so far ahead. And so he got ready. He got lined up. He, he, he did whatever they're able to do with their breathing so they don't get jittery. And boom, nailed it. Bullseye head on. The only problem was it was the wrong target, <laughs> right? So he went from first place to no one could catch him to eighth place and didn't meddle. You know, that's a funny story for you and I because we can laugh at his mistake, but you know what? A lot of us are working really, really hard in life, but we're aimed at the wrong target. We need the plan and purpose of God for our life, and he has it. And he's not hiding it from you. We'll talk about what does that look like. The good news is God has a purpose for your life, and he wants to reveal it to you. He wants to get you into life of fulfillment. And here's what I believe. God wants every person saved, restored, redeemed, and fulfilled. Amen? I believe he wants you saved and rescued from this world. I believe he wants to get rid of all the pain and hurt and junk from your past. I believe he wants to redeem you and help you find your purpose so you can live a life of fulfillment. You need to make up your mind that this year in 2016, I will find my purpose. And I'm not going to stop until I do, and I will not settle for anything less. It will change everything. It will change everything. In fact, it will even make what now currently seems to be your biggest problem smaller. Because when you're focused on something bigger than your problem, it doesn't consume you or affect you like it used to. Are you focused on the right thing? Are you focused on the plan and purpose that God has for your life? Ephesians 5, 18, 8 through 18. Let's take a look at this. Ephesians 5, 8 through 18. Ephesians is a great book. For you were once in darkness, we all have some darkness in us, we were once in darkness, but now you're in, you are light in the Lord, so live as children of the light. In other words, shine some light on your life. 
Jesus is the light. Shine some light on your life. Light up your life. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. The truth is he has a plan and purpose for your life. That's the truth. And then it goes on to say this in the next verse, verse 10. And find out what pleases the Lord. All of us have some dark places that aren't good and we need to find out what pleases the Lord. We need to be pursuing what pleases God. It goes on to say this in verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Again, all of us have some dark places, things that aren't good in our life, and the previous verses already talked about we need to shine the light of Christ and expose those dark places in our life and making sure that we're in pursuit of the things of God. It goes on to say this, it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed, listen to this, but everything exposed by the light, shining light on your life becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why, this is why it said, wake up. Here's my message, wake up. Wake up, tree of life. Wake up in 2016 to the plans and purposes of God for your life. Don't be asleep any longer. Rise from the dead of of complacency. Rise from the the dead of, of inadequacy and fulfillment of what God has for you. And Christ will shine on you. His light will shine in your life. Christ will shine his light on you. It goes on to say this, be very careful. Here's the warning then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Say opportunity. God will make sure that on your search for your purpose as you're trying to shine light onto the dark places of your life to reveal his plan of purpose, God will make sure there's opportunities around you to discover the purpose of God for your life. They're not random things, they're not coincidental things that we're on this journey and hopefully if we do something good, it will reveal a part of our plan. God says if you'll shine the light of Christ, you'll be more apt to see the opportunities I'm already providing you. I want you to find your purpose, so I'm giving opportunities around about you, they're there, that will help you discover and walk out what God has. It will give you opportunities to find it. Every opportunity because the days are evil. Listen, we can't squander our lives. This world, lost in dark, hurting, crazy, mixed up, messed up world needs you and I to find our divine purpose and walk it out, whether they realize it or not, because the days are evil. Goes on to say this, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand, listen, we cannot live life foolishly without purpose and direction. Understand what the Lord's will is. He's telling us, you need to find it. Understand what God's purpose for your life is. And he closes this way. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. Debauchery, let me define debauchery for you. It's just a fun word to say, but let me define it for you. Debauchery, it means extreme indulgence of your senses. It literally means extreme indulgence of your senses, or in other words, your feelings, your wants, your desires, your emotions, your habits, your addictions will lead you. If we're living life foolishly and not shining light on the darkness within us to dispel that so we can find God's purpose and intent for our life, we're going to be led by our emotions, our lusts, our wants, our desires, our habits, our flesh, our emotions. And where has that got us? Nowhere. And it never, ever will. But it says this, it goes on to finish this, instead be filled with what? The Spirit, capital S, God's plan and purpose for your life. Too many of us are living life following our wants, desires, and attitudes and trying to get God to sign off on it. And he says, no, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. I've got that. So we need to quit following the leading of our habits and addictions and emotions and feelings. 
This passage, what does it all mean? This passage about, saying, about finding our vision. Let me give you three questions I've pulled out of this passage. These three questions I believe will help you, if not find your purpose, but get closer to it. And that's what we want to do as a church throughout this year, do things and provide things for you to help you find out and walk out your purpose. But three questions in this passage of scripture that will help lead us to our purpose. Number one, what am I doing that I should not be doing? That's a great question. What am I doing that I should not be doing? And all of us have things in our life that we know we should not be doing, and honestly, you don't need us to tell you what they are. We know. We know the things in our life that we're doing that we should not be doing. And many of us in here are living a life we know we were never intended to live. We're following a path we know we're not supposed to be on. We're doing things we know we're not supposed to be doing. And you don't need me up here telling you that. You knew it before you came in. Aren't you glad that you're here? Yeah, thanks. That just hey, that blesses me, Pastor. Thank you. Right? But we know that. There's things in our life that we should not be doing. And can I say this, though? You serve a God that cleans your slate and gives you a fresh start. Amen? That's good news. You, you serve a God that gives you a new beginning, a new opportunity. And this is a time to expose those things. This is a time to expose the things in our life that we know we're not doing and shine the light of Christ on those so they can be dealt with. And why is that important? I'm gonna tell you that. Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't do the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing, but be transformed. Shine the light on by the renewing of your mind. Then, and when you do that, when you expose those things with the light of Christ and his word, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's what? Will, purpose, revelation, vision is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It comes when you get out of the world's junk. It comes when you don't become so worldly. Then we shine the light of Christ and his love and his word on the places in our life and when we're doing things we know we shouldn't be doing, what happens is we get rid of the worldly junk. And you know what's behind the worldly junk in our life? Hiding behind the worldly junk in our lives, hiding behind those deeds of darkness the scripture talks about is God's will for your life. But you have to get the dark deeds out of the way. That's too hard, I don't wanna expose it, I don't want anybody to know, I don't wanna know all that then you really don't want to pursue the plan and purpose God has for your life. I'm not trying to be hard, I'm trying to be real, I'm trying to be scriptural. Because the Bible says hiding behind those things are the plans and purposes of God. And when you shine the light of, on them, they're exposed, so you can deal with them, and when you deal with them, you'll see clearly, more clearly, the plan and purpose of God. So what do we do? We expose those things. You know, here's the thing, the enemy wants to keep them there. It wants to keep the vision of God for your life in darkness. But you need to shine the light and expose it. Don't let your senses tell you what to do anymore. None of those things bring fulfillment, joy, and peace. This is good preaching. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, you can give me a golf clap even. I'll take that. No, I'm just kidding. That's a hard one, but it's a good one. I even told first service, you can do this if you want. <coughs> Amen. <coughs> Amen. <laughs> or owe me. <laughs> but listen, the reality is for you and I, what God has is so much greater than what this world has to offer. And if we will take 2016 and take the word and the life and love of Jesus and shine the light in a greater capacity to the dark places in our life, the things that we're doing that we know we should not be doing, hiding behind those will be a greater clarity for the plans and purposes of God for our life. So we can live and walk those out. All right, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27 says this, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. Don't do the things you know you should not be doing. 2016, not doing those things anymore. 
Let me give you number two, second question, number two. What am I not doing? You knew this was coming, right? What am I not doing that I should be doing? First one was, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? Now, what am I not doing that I should be doing? Remember where it said, I'll give you some opportunities? Remember that in that passage? I'll give you some opportunities. There are opportunities to step into where it's meaningful and purposeful. There are opportunities that God gives you all the time that you need to step into. There's something meaningful and something personal. Let me, purposeful, Uh, let me say this. We we don't wanna recognize it or acknowledge it, but there's opportunities around about us all the time that we need to step into, that we're not doing, that we should be doing. Let me give you some examples. For some, that means it's time to give your life to Jesus. You may have been coming to church your whole life, but you've never really surrendered. There's opportunities every time you gather. There's an opportunity here today for you to give your life to Jesus. Unless you step into the life Jesus has or a life with him, you'll not find divine purpose or destiny for you. Let me give you some other example. For some of us, it's time to read our Bible. It's 2016, start, start. Read 2016, there's an opportunity for you to read your Bible every day, doing the things that you should be doing. Fill fill up, feed your spirit, man, build your faith. There's some of us, it's prayer. Connecting with God in a greater capacity. Get up five minutes earlier in the morning. He's not asking for some big, long, humongous prayer. He just wants you to connect with him a little bit. For some of us, we need to get up a little extra. We need to spend some more time throughout the day. Those are opportunities. Hey, 21, you know what 21 days of prayer and fasting is? Those are great opportunities for you to do the things you should be doing. To get some more clarity for life. And I don't care if it's here or at home, but connect. Take the opportunity. For some of us, it might be it's time to give. It's time to quit buying Powerball lottery tickets, one in 300 million, and start coming and giving your tithe. You're guaranteed to win every time. For some of you, that's the opportunity. When we take up the offering, it's not, it's not our opportunity to get your money. <laughs> that's not what it is. It's your opportunity to get on board with God's plan for financial blessing and benefit. Take the opportunities. There's opportunities around us all the time. There's opportunities to serve. Every time you walk by a place of serving here, that's your opportunity. See, some of us are missing the plan and purpose for God because we're missing the opportunities because it's in serving and giving and praying and reading that we grow and develop and get clarity of purpose for our life. Do you realize God created you to do those things? And when you do those things and take advantage of the opportunities round about you all the time, what do you do? You reveal the things that have been hidden. Just like shining the light on those things you shouldn't be doing, taking advantage of the opportunities that you should be doing reveals in a greater measure the plan and purpose of God for your life. Because hidden in those opportunities, hidden in serving opportunities, I'm telling you what, when you talk to people that are on the all-star team, we call volunteers all-star team. People that are serving, you talk to an all-star team member, ask them what's their favorite service, the one I serve. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Because that's where it's the most fulfilling, when you're doing what you're created to do. In serving opportunities, is clarity for life. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So listen, we need to take advantage of those opportunities. What am I not doing that I should be doing? For some of us, it's time to get in the game, if you will. Here's what you'll discover. Hiding behind all those things you know you should be doing is God's purpose and plan for your life. Hiding behind all those things you're doing that you shouldn't be doing is God's purpose and plan. Hiding behind all those things you should be doing but you're not is God's purpose and plan for your life. James 4, 17 says this. If anyone, listen to this, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Ow, I didn't even, I, I, didn't, I contemplated not even bringing the scripture into the message today. <laughs> but I thought since I was getting so convicted the last couple of days studying it, I'm not gonna do this alone. You're gonna have some of that too. I'm meditating on this for days now. 
I'm gonna share it with you. Because I love you. <laughs> but it's the word, right? It's the word. It's the Bible. Hidden in the things that we should be doing but we're not is purpose of God. Vision of God. Revelation of God. So you don't need me to tell you what you're not doing but you should know. You don't need me telling you what you're doing but shouldn't, you should know. You don't need a holy dawn, you've already got the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, that's not my job. He's talking to you, he's telling you, don't you think it's time for this to go? And don't you think it's time for you to step into this? 2016, it's time. Some of you really need to step into these upcoming 21 days of prayer and fasting. Some of you need to step into 6 a.m. prayer. Ow, that's worse than the whole convicting scripture just a minute ago, right? (laughs) But you know what? Maybe hidden in that 6 a.m. prayer just might be divine purpose and destiny for your life being revealed. Sometimes we let our senses and emotions determine we don't want to get up that early. But sometimes when we go ahead and press through those things, we'll find clarity for vision of life. Whatever that looks like for you, you determine that. Can I say this? That we need to live by the spirit of God and not by our emotions and feelings and convenience. Let me go on a little bit further. Hey, step in, step into married for life in 2016. There's clarity for your marriage. Step into wisdom for life. There's clarity for your life. What a great class. Step into life groups. Step into leading a life group. You know, some of us need to step into the serving and leadership positions because we need some more accountability. I tell you what, you want to talk about accountability? When you're fixing to teach a group of kids, you're going to be convicted if you didn't spend time preparing. Some of us, we need to serve somewhere just so we have a group of people to pray for. Because we're not praying for anybody except ourselves. I'm not trying to be ugly, hard, or mean, but that's reality. So we need to step into some things where we'll get greater clarity, and that's how that works. Some of us need to step into uh, the, the serving opportunities, and for some of us, that's maybe what is missing on our journey to find the plan and purpose of God for our life. Matthew 6, 34, message paraphrase says this, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, say right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. That's my last question, number three. Why not do it today? Stop doing the things you know you shouldn't be doing. Start doing the things you know you should be doing. And why not do it today? Today, do it today, do it right now. I know tomorrow's Monday. (laughs) And I know if you're like me, you're gonna be tempted then to wait for the 21 day thing. Like at least another week, then I'll start. No, start it right now. You know what, some of us are great procrastinators. In fact, procrastination might be our spiritual gift. How many procrastinators do we have in here? Some of you are like, "Uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna raise my hand, I'm just not gonna raise it right now. Come on, come on. All right. Today's the day. Today is the day, 2 Corinthians 6, 2. I love this, listen to this, we're gonna celebrate it. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, listen to this right right here. Now is the time of God's favor and now is the time of God's salvation. Aren't you glad it's right now? He's a right now God. His favor's right now. His salvation's right now. You don't have to wait, aren't you glad you don't have to wait? His freedom's right now. 
right now, his healing's right now, his redemption's right now, his blessing's right now, his joy's right now, his peace is right now. Everything he is is right now, and he's asking you, are you right now? Everything we want from him, we want right now, but just maybe, just maybe, God says, I want something from you right now. As my wife so wonderfully said, as the Spirit of the Lord pressed upon her heart, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Why not right now? What is waiting up to this point in time got you? What is waiting till the end of the year? What is wait? Don't wait another year. Don't go into 2017 with regrets from 2016 like you did from 2015 like you did from 2014. Do it right now. It's not going to happen unless you make a decision. The favor of God comes when you press into God. The provision of God comes when you press into God. I would say to you today, today is a right now moment. A right now moment for our lives. Wherever you're at in life, no, no condemnation. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Well, wherever you're at, the past is the past, 2015, whatever, all those years, whatever, whatever, whatever. But right now is a now moment. Right now is a God moment that he created for you and I to be able to move beyond our pains, our hurts, and to move ahead with fresh starts and new beginnings to find the plans and purpose of God. So church, family, friends, visitors, make up your mind right now. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Choose life or death and choose life. Right now is a now moment that God has created for you so you can step into the wonderful, amazing things he has for life. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.